1: Guys, can we give Mark a mic flash for his first ever Breakfast Champions debut? Nice job, Mark. Nice you are loved. I can't wait for another rooftop workout. Uh,
2: thank you very much, man.
3: Appreciate you.
1: All right. Well, let's reset the room. You guys, we are in breakfast with champions and we are so excited to have you here. You are witnessing the very first inaugural week, very first inaugural that's redundant, but it is important that you know that it is the very first week that we are doing 15 hours of programming each weekday from 5am to 8pm. And 6 a.m. to noon. These are Eastern Standard Times, by the way, and Club 111 on Sunday. This has been a space that's been cultivated by none other than Glenn Lundy, and I love when Alexander says that he built it with his bare hands because that is exactly what he's done, and we're so energized to have you here, and we want to be able to educate and train and inspire and motivate every single day, and so we have formulated a team of incredible moderators, 70 in fact, that come. To the table to share different concepts each day of the week and wednesday's theme is health and wealth and i am so honored to be a part of this this is such an ingrained component of who i am it's my identity imprint based on early early childhood which i'll get into here in the next hour um, but before i do i just wanted to make sure that if you haven't already um you can no longer follow the club uh, that's a change as of this week on clubhouse but you can click the green icon and become a member if you aren't already. And if you are, then be sure to invite more people, not just into the room to listen right now, but to invite them to be a part of the club. Our club is doing transformational things, not only on the app, but in real time. And what I mean by that, IRL, if you don't know, hashtag IRL in real life, Sarah McCord and Glenn Lundy uh, just recently had all of us together in New York City for a Breakfast with Champions consortium. And we will be doing this multiple times per year. In addition to the fact that we're having a massive conference Uh, there's going to be a thousand potentially 1600 that's my goal glenn doesn't know it but we're going to sell out and there are already so many tickets flying out the window for the vip section which gets you first-hand experience with some of the moderators here as well as epic people who have come on glenn's rise and grind show every morning for at that point a thousand episodes y'all so nearly four years he has been cultivating this community but since clubhouse came out this is where this fam has been established and so we just really want you not to miss anything there's also an instagram breakfast with champions and so be sure to check that out and if you want go ahead and screenshot the room that you're in right now tag the people that are here up on stage or next to you get to know people off and on the app there's such a beautiful thing happening and i I know when I look just to the people to my left, to the right, to the above, and even down below, that there is a table that's being cultivated, that I know that there's always a chair open. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this. I've invited some incredible people to the stage, Um, Christy, Dr. Michelle, Dana, um, all the other people that are already here, I love. And you guys are also welcome to be a part of the conversation, but we're gonna get into this concept of health and wealth. Who's ready? Come on, give me a yay yay. Yes. We're
3: ready.
1: ready. There we go. Get some energy up. I see some other people coming hey, into hey. the room. I'm going to add you guys up to stage. Uh, Dr. Justin Mosley's in the house. Stephanie's in the house. You guys are going to have an incredible session, and we're so happy to have you here. Um, if you want to get tickets to that conference, you can go to www.growforgod.com or you can just DM me, Grow, and all the stuff will auto populate. Um, I am working with a new bot, so if you're interested in having somebody help uh, that is automated in your inbox because of Clubhouse, um, which is something I had to do, I wanted everybody to be seen and known and also be able to have that personal touch. So DM me Grow and see what happens when you do it on Instagram. And so now we're gonna get into today's conversation in health and wealth. And Mark did such an amazing job of teaching us um, from a physicality standpoint, but we know that there's so much more to health than our physical well-being. Um, but I lived my life for a very long time, in fact, almost three decades, thinking that it was really just health from a physicality standpoint, from a fitness standpoint. And so I'm gonna talk a bit of a controversial conversation because the words that we're going to uh, talk about today people often use. And I do not mean it to hinder your perspective, but instead, hopefully enlighten from a different angle. Um, And so here's a quote that I want you guys to just tune into that's going to frame the entire conversation. And it's by somebody named Susan Sontag. She was an American writer, filmmaker, philosopher, teacher. She did all the things. I know you guys do all the things too. She was also a political activist, which I am not. But she passed away in 2004, and I always think it's really critical for us to give honor where honor is due. And this quote really resonates with me. It says, the truth is balance. However, the opposite of truth, which is unbalance, may not be a lie. Let me say that again. The truth is balance. However, the opposite of truth, which is unbalance, may not be a lie. So personally, I believe that balance is a pursuit of perfection. It was something that plagued me like the rat wheel does many people um, for most of my life, not just metaphorically, but literally. Uh, I was 29 years old when I finally came to the understanding that balance was irrational and unattainable. But it was really because of my choice of sport um, and my parents' choice because I started at a very, very young age. I was two and a half. Uh, I had asthma. And uh, so they sent me to, to move, to roll, to, to get in shape, to have that experience with fitness and hopefully help my lungs in the process. And it did, thankfully, I grew out of it. Um, and it wasn't the sole reason why, but I was really grateful. And so two and a half years old, you guys, imagine a two and a half year old, your toddler on a balance beam. So balance to me was instilled very early. And this concept of perfectionism, of this 10.0, of staying on track, of pursuing um, not falling was something that I literally ingrained inside of me and I felt the draw to perfectionism very early. So when people have this success-driven rat reel perspective, it's not just that, it's this fact that I was trying to keep it all together all the time. And so questions and thought patterns such as, what if I fall? What if I let them down? What if I hurt myself? What if I don't nail the landing? What if I let my team down? What if I don't measure up? What if I lose sight of the goal? And even more vulnerably, and we're in the dinner hour, so bear with me here. I'm going to get a little raw. What if I pee my pants? And and I mean that literally because I have the smallest bladder ever, but don't write me off as your fellow next car trip person because I I do love to spend time with people in that dedicated way. I do hate driving because I am at every pit stop. And so I would literally before jumping on the balance beam, and this is from a very early age of being on the team uh, all the way until 17 years of age, I would do this process for balance beam. It would be the second before I would be going, the person before when we were going on, I would look at a teammate who knew exactly what I was gonna do. I would run to the bathroom as fast as I possibly could to, to, to urinate. I would run back and I would just get into the zone And Kristen was talking about in the three o'clock hour uh, about visualization and her daughter who does the same exact thing. And visualization literally puts you into a place that your body will activate thereafter. It's actually embedding into like like a memory foam bed that you get up and there's the visualization that would happen and so as the person before me the teammate before me or the competitor often it was a teammate because you would travel team to team i would close my eyes so that i didn't see anything that they were doing and at this point in my career every uh, routine was different and hopefully we have some um olympic fans that are in the house who have been watching everything that's been transpiring um with the olympic team and specifically simone biles And this is where this conversation is going to lead. And all of my incredible support team are going to be able to deposit their expertise and wisdom as well. She, in the middle of the competition, she bows out. And everybody is shocked. One, because there's no doubt she'd get a gold medal. She's gotten four in the past. And her team, we thought, needed her. And she ended up bowing out, not because she wasn't physically capable, but because she wasn't mentally capable. If you watch some of the um, after experiences and publicity uh, exchanges that happened, she talked about not being able to be in a safe perspective or a safe harbor, and not only for herself, but also for her team. So it was a very selfless act. She said, I have to do what's right for me and focus on my mental health and not jeopardize my physical health and well-being. And so this is what often happens. And when we think about health, we think about that physicality. I thought about it so much that it it deterred me from even paying mind to what emotional and, and mental health was. And the only way that I was able to come into the realization that balance to me is a lie, balance is the pursuit of perfection and unattainable was when I got completely off the life's balance beam. I stopped worrying what other people thought. I stopped worrying if I would measure up. I stopped worrying about the expectations. I even stopped worrying if I would fall. And the reason I stopped worrying if I would fall is because I was face down on the floor. I couldn't get much lower. And so it was such an emotional experience when I realized that 10.0 is never something I'll ever get. And while I got many gold medals in the past, I never needed one again, and neither did Simone. And so my questions today are going to circle in three parts. And the very first one that I'm going to have some of these moderators jump around to, and I haven't given out their badges yet, so bear with me. I jumped right in from the last hour. Is this idea of balance in parallel to the new understanding of life, this new understanding of symmetry, this new pursuit of wholeness, And the word I use in lieu of balance is alignment, right? This alignment, this mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, environmental. We are constantly in pursuit of new information. There's something happening at every given second, especially in the political health of things going on, right? And so I get new information every second. And with that new information, we have an opportunity to make a new decision and become more aligned in that moment. Unlike my experience on the balance beam, where when I was moving, I had one vision, one reason. My body focus and my mental focus were the only things that matter. The 10.0 was the only thing achievable. But I asked myself this question at the end of every single day, and I encourage my clients to do the same. Did you move the needle is what I say. And moving the needle in my business, moving the needle in my health, moving the needle in my wealth from a financial perspective, from a fruits of the spirit perspective, from a motherhood perspective, from a wife perspective, it looks different every single minute of every single day. And my goal and your goal is really ultimately just the great commission. Did you serve someone today? And maybe that someone is prioritized as yourself. And alignment looks very different in a picture than a balance beam. And so at the age of 29, and I finally started to figure this out, I knew in my heart of hearts that the ultimate thing that my mission would be would to help people get to this same space of alignment so that they can activate. So they can activate to the best of themselves in line with what God would have them do and God would have them be, and in no perspective of all of the fears that used to plague them when they were younger, all of the traumas that used to lead them to a place of quote-unquote failure or living an unbalanced lifestyle. So here's the first question we're going to ask, and we're going to popcorn around, and I hope that that Spoke to someone, and I hope if you hadn't had a chance to connect with Simone Biles even digitally, I would really have you um, listen into some of her YouTube um, experiences because they were really impactful um, and, and really parallel to so much of us today. So, how has balance affected your life in a negative way? And I want to popcorn around. We've got Dr. Michelle, Dana, Stephanie, Cassandra. Who wants to go first to answer that question?
3: I'll speak, uh, all right, Tamara. Right here.
1: Let's hear it. Hey, girl.
3: Hey, girl. Thank you so much for hosting this room. It's so encouraging to see so many people here. Um, first of all, Tamara, I just love your, um, just everything that you said about balance versus alignment and funny because about three years ago I started writing another book and I had this whole idea that I was going to help people to achieve balance and so I was like okay this is what the book's premise is going to be and I started writing out my sample chapters and I started kind of before I started sending it off to my agent and shopping it to publishers and everything I started asking people in my circle, like, what do you think about this? I'm writing this book on balance. And every time I would ask someone, they would say, huh? hmm." Nobody like gave me any kind of positive affirmation. Nobody said, oh, that's great. I really need that in my life. It was just very much like, huh, that's interesting. So I started feeling some kind of way about that. I was like, okay, like do people not think I'm a good writer anymore? Like what's going on? And as I began to pray about it, God really began to start to give me a lot of similar, what you were just saying. It's not about balance because I love how you said that balance is more of um, it's trying to pers- per it's it's trying to achieve perfection which is not possible instead of trying to make sure that everything is even and everything is you know uh, receiving the same amount of attention basically is what balance does it's it's really learning how to ask ourselves the right questions or asking ourselves better questions there are some days that for me motherhood might look out of balance because i really needed to focus more on my business that day and then there are other days that You know i need to really focus on my marriage and so maybe i don't need to work that day and so i think what i've tried to do is instead of trying to achieve this perfect balance in every area of my life is i've really tried to say okay what is priority for today or what is priority for this week am i giving myself all to what that priority is and then giving myself grace like none of us are ever going to achieve it 100 percent, perfectly each time but when we learn how to give ourselves grace and say like this is how i talk to myself at least i'm like you know what dana you you have a pure heart you sought the lord for your work this week and you did the best that you could and did i make mistakes yeah did i miss the mark yeah should i have devoted more time to something probably but at the end of the day it's not about perfection it's about progress and so i've really just again love how you've really differentiated between Balance and alignment, and I think if we can focus more on having the right priorities and having a better perspective, then that will ease some of the pressure that a lot of times we feel like we need to have in order to achieve perfect quote balance.
1: Mm, I love some alliteration, sister. You did all <laughs> I didn't it up need with to do that, <laughs> it was so good, it was like a wrap. Oh, that was so good, And and I'm going to write it down and quote you later, Dr. Michelle. What do you got
4: for us, girl? Uh, no, I almost said good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's breakfast all day here. Yeah, there you go. Um, wow. So I, I'm absolutely loving this conversation and um, I resonate with what you were sharing on, you know, Simone's uh, choice and why. And, um, you know, I, I'm not really sure I ever actually looked at balance as um, in a negative manner. Um, I think I didn't understand any concept of balance or alignment for a very long time. And part of that was because um, I was spending spending multiple years in the military and kind of always being in this place of feeling like I couldn't say, I had to do everything. I absolutely had to do everything. I, I grew up that way and then went into the military and the military was that way and it it turned into, like Dana talked about, a a perfectionism mindset. And um, as I got out of the military and learned how to kind of be different, one of the most powerful things that I ever learned that freed me exponentially (laughs) was the power of the word no. And that's not just saying no to other people, that's not just saying no to certain opportunities. It may not be the best for me or may not be the right timing. That was sometimes saying no to myself. Like Dana shared some of the examples of, you know, maybe today I don't need to do this or I maybe today I need to do that. When I am tired and I've worked, I've worked a long day and I'm exhausted already, I know I'm not in the mental space to sit down and do stuff um, that's going to take a lot of my you know my, my thought process right so sometimes I need to say okay you know maybe I have to do you know get take care of a couple of small tasks so that tomorrow after I've got you know a fresh night's sleep my mind will be refreshed and I can think clearly and get that bigger um, more intense task done um, it, it's it's more uh, for me about the prioritization aspect and knowing myself, knowing what works best for me because as i'm doing that, as i'm taking care of myself, then i can be better not just for myself, i can be better for my family, i can be better for my friends, i can be better for my clients. I can have a stronger and more authentic relationship with the Lord if i am taking care of things in that manner. Um yeah, that's what i got. This is Michelle and i'm done.
1: So incredible. And I think you're so right. And it's cool that we've been able to be on that journey of nos, right? Together for many years at this point. And the knowing that that no also changes, right? And so this is also the understanding of balance versus alignment is that alignment is um, by definition an arrangement in a straight line, but the part that I really like, or in a correct or appropriate relative position. And this is the knowing that in certain seasons, alignment looks different. When my kiddos were really young, and they're still really young, they're six and eight, but when they were toddlers and waddlers, I had to prioritize them at a different exertion level of energy for myself than I do now and that will continue to evolve and change. And so for us to be aware of that and being able to then prioritize our no in parallel to those other pieces, such as the relational health, which Dana is an expert in, and we're gonna to talk to her in an upcoming episode about marital and relational health. I'm so excited about it. But it's very important for us to realize that the power of our no is more important than our power of our yes, because the no is saying yes to something else simultaneously but you're also teaching yourself boundaries and you're showing yourself that it's okay. That perfection is not the pursuit. Does anybody else wanna lean into this question before we move on to the next section? It's uh, how has balance affected your life? And I asked the question, how has it affected it in a negative way? And I don't wanna blanket people's perspectives um, in one way or another, but the conversation is alluding to the fact that balance is a lie. And if you're just joining the conversation, this is what we started the conversation at the top of the hour with. And so I wanna just unpack that with the other moderators that are here with me today. Who wants to go?
5: This is Nathan. Um, yeah, I, I, Tamara, thank you for um, bringing this topic up. And I, I like the fact that you're a definition person. <laughs> I, I love
1: <laughs> yes
5: refer to the true and actual uh, meaning of words. So the idea of balance, I mean, I think it is a, a, a constantly moving target, but, but very interestingly enough, I part of me is like part Wayne Dyer and, and part high-performance person and uh, Wayne Dyer's spiritual part will always say you know we are here so uh, as much as we may say that obviously balance is, is an illusion really um, but we are in my opinion I think we're also still here to find that balance but the key is however avoiding the extremes so um, in the Temple of Apollo at Delphi, you, you know, you walked in and it had the know thyself that everybody else knows about. Um, but on the back of the temple, as people walked out, was the inscription that says, and avoid the extremes. And I find that for me, at least, well, generally, for, for me personally, just because there are things with characteristics and ways we express um, our, our personality is I work a lot. Right? I'm, I'm that person who will pour my passion into something when I was in sales, I worked a lot, but even if I'm working from home, I work a lot. So the, the big thing for me has been to find balance. Like I have friends who are intuitives and psychics and we'll do a session and be like, dude, you need to chill out. Like you need to go out and just change scenery. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? I, I thoroughly enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy serving people, you know, it's a good thing I'm doing, but still, Life is meant to be experienced in a variety of ways. So I, I think as, as much as we also accept the fact that we can't really be 50-50 because it's impossible, we must also avoid the extremes because we have people who are like one way on the other side and one way on the, uh, on, in one direction. Even in your quest of knowing it's going to be an average, the, the extremes is what is really hurting us even in our world today. in our world of thinking we can just find again that average okay this is my position I'm a 60 that person is a 40 can we find you know can I move a little bit to the middle and I think that would change things as far as people's general philosophies I don't want to be rambling but for me personally in my way of life it's been finding balance with work and I've enjoyed meeting friends people used to call me before say hey can we have coffee I'm like nope let's do a Zoom." I was like (laughs) you know I have things to do but it's really getting out and enjoying that face-to-face friendships and relationships. That has been my breakthrough as far as balance goes. Anyway, I'm done talking, this is Nathan, thank you.
1: I love that, I love that, Nathan. A couple of things that you said that I wanna bring light to is one, you should totally brand or write a book called The Quest of Average because that's rad. And it's what we need to now know to pursue. And it ultimately comes to this place of identity. And this isn't the word you use, but it's totally what you're saying in the know thyself and avoid the extremes is, is this piece of alignment that we're looking to pursue coming from a vertical place first. And that's the knowing of whose we are, right? Knowing the identity factor that we are children of God, Um, whatever your belief system is, is is knowing that you were created, right? You are created by a creator. And after you come into that vertical alignment, then you can horizontally serve and align yourself with other people because you know yourself enough to serve, right? When I was serving out of an empty cup, I was in that realm and in that rat wheel and in that um, exhaustion level where even if I was loving someone as best I could in that season, it wasn't enough because I wasn't even loving my myself. And so I didn't even come into real, full, authentic relationships or a nutritional well-being or a fitness level that I'm at now until after I understood myself and that identity piece so much. I would love from an alignment perspective for somebody who's in the house who is not only an, well, actually there's two chiropractors on stage as moderators, Dr. Sean and Dr. Justin, you guys have got to meet. I've told each other about you guys, Um, but specifically Dr. Justin, I'd love to hear alignment from your perspective and how that has just played into your health and wealth as a whole
6: yeah for the alignment and i I think balance is a myth i think it's set up on false expectations like we set up expectations that i should be working this much time i should be spending time with my kids this much time and when we don't spend enough time we feel guilty about it and i really think the balance and the alignment comes with designing your life around your values. And I actually heard TD Jakes talk about, I think it was yesterday morning, maybe it was a reel or something. He said only about people spend only about 20% of their time living in their values. And that really hit me because I've been focusing on values a lot lately. And if we created balance around our values and how much time we actually spend living in our unique values, our unique gifts and what we actually value and want to bring to the world, what would life look like and how can we actually align our life? Like you said, with the priorities are really designed around our values, and what we value and what we want to bring to the world. So that's what I've been really focusing on lately is not only for my own values, but helping others to see theirs. Cause a lot of people don't even realize what they do value. They just got caught up in the rat race and just going day to day. Okay. Just basically repeating the same cycle, go to work, do that come home make dinner spend time with the kids go to bed do the cycle every single day without even really focusing on what do i value and why am i here what is my purpose and once you start to go deeper into that you can really create alignment around your values and what how you should actually be spending time every single day so i hope that answers your question but that's what came to mind when when that was coming up and i thank you Tamara, for putting this together within this room this is such an amazing room
1: absolutely it's always a pleasure thank you so much and I think you're so right in the value quest right and there's a and there are so many ways, and I think you have a specific one where you take people on how to unpack their values and then how to live a life out in that way. Um, I know I've practiced Brene Brown's strategy for value and, and understanding what that is. And I've done it with my spouse as well, which is also really fun. And back to that marital health piece that I am so passionate about. Um, so do you want to give us any specific insight on how you do that for values first in that alignment understanding?
6: Well, I'm actually doing a master class on it soon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. There you go. But there
1: you go. <laughs> I right.
6: do I, I do believe it does come down to asking better questions. And for me, I went through my own near-death experience that really woke me up. And it woke me up to the fact that yes, I was living my purpose, but I was playing way too small. So one of the questions I asked myself we all question our purpose. Why are we here? What are we supposed to do? But after my near death experience, I asked, why am I still here? And you don't have to have a near death experience to ask that you're here, you're listening to this call, you have air in your lungs, your heart is beating right now. You woke up today. Why are you still here? And if you can sit with that question, pray about it, meditate on it, you'll start to come up with answers that really lead you towards your values. So I'll start there. Just ask yourself, why am I still here? Because you are here for a purpose.
1: If this is resonating with anyone, and this is not the way that we traditionally host our rooms, but I just want to shout out Dr. Justin, that he's got a podcast. Um, you can also DM, DM him the word value so that you can get information on his masterclass because this is not a pitch community, um, and he would never do this himself. So I just I just really value him as a mentor, and I know that you guys would gain a lot from that. Um, there is actually somebody in the audience or uh, on stage here who is does not have a moderator badge. Honor, I adore you, and every time you share, I am always amazed, and she has something she wants to share about value. So thanks for DMing, Honor, and we'd love to hear from you.
7: Uh, Tamara thank you so much I really appreciate it I um, I love this room and, and everyone in it this is really exciting this week um, of it going on for so long and really great topics but as far as values you know the thing that um, I wanted to say about values is that dr. Josh was right we need to live by our values but really the five values the things that you value the most if you sit down and you think about where you spend your time, what you like to do, those values, not like honesty, integrity, because those things are very important, but the things that light you up when you do them, down to your soul, the things that God's put in your heart that, oh, whether you love to mountain climb, or you love art, or whatever it is that lights you up, if we lived in alignment with who we are, we don't really, need to worry so much about what we do in life. Because if we're aligned with who we are inside, I like to tell my, um, my clients that imagine that the essence of you, your soul, who you are, the greatness that God made you to be, it's living inside of you and it knows exactly everything about you. And it is happy. It's, I mean, i want to say happy. It's, It's perfectly, wonderfully made, and so at peace about everything. So if you're uneasy about something or you're trying to make a decision about something, if you don't feel good about it, it's because you're not aligned to the inner workings of your soul. So trust your intuition, start to trust intuition. But it is the first thing is to ask those questions, to figure out what your values are. There's a great book called The Values Factor by Dr. Martini, which I love because he does, he talks all over the world. And usually your the thing that you struggle with in life ends up becoming a huge value because usually you overcome, you know, your mess is your message. But the one thing that he said that was so amazing, um, a lady came up to him and said, Dr. Martini, I know you told us to figure out what we love and the money will just come, you know, we'll just, whatever we love to do, we'll be able to make a business out of it. And she said, but honestly, like I'm 55 years old, I'm overweight and my two highest values, are I love to dance and I love to travel. I don't think I'm going to be a dance teacher, Dr. Martini." <laughs> and he came up with this idea. And that's why I said, we need to get creative. He said, well, why don't you love to travel? He's like, why don't you gather people? who love to travel and travel all over the world and take them to places and learn the native dance in that place. And now she has this huge booming business doing exactly what she loves. So my encouragement to everybody today is just stop and get curious and ask yourself questions because if you really thought hard and long enough, you'd be able to listen to that inner voice, trust your intuition and come up with something so creative and magnificent that you wouldn't have done if you hadn't taken the time to be still. I'm honored. I'm complete. Thanks guys
1: honor. That was so beautiful. And you're so right. That inner voice piece is so critical because I was for so long, like fighting myself, right? You fight yourself and you're like, but this is what they want of me, but this is how they expect me to walk into a room. But this is the score that they need for me in order for us to move on to get the gold. Right. And so I just really value that, that inner voice listening is paralleled to alignment so much. Again, it's Deposited from vertical so that we can serve out horizontally. I'm going to reset the room really quick and we're going to continue this incredible conversation. But I've seen so many incredible people come to stage, and we are here with Breakfast of Champions. This is the first Wednesday that we are doing 15 hours of showtime. Yes, that is right. From 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday through Friday, we will be here for you having breakfast, sometimes lunch and dinner. But I am a breakfast guru. It's the only meal that I'm actually really good at cooking. So if you ever come, to my house and I'm cooking instead of my incredibly hot hubby who is a chef um, you are going to get a breakfast meal thank you dad for that deposit uh, but this is also a place where you can come to be motivated energized educated inspired on a consistent basis and it's from people of every different background um, every different desire every different way that they serve and so it's so neat to just get that deposit on a consistent basis and this is how you stay tuned not only do we have an Instagram uh, breakfast of, oh sorry people are texting me uh breakfast of champions we also so you can go up to the top and you can follow actually not follow become a member they changed the language become a member of the breakfast of champions club and invite other people so that they too can get that energy every single day of the week on saturdays we're here from 6 a.m to 12 noon eastern standard time and club 111 which is absolutely incredible on sundays Coming up real soon, we're also going to be able to hug next in person at the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. So if any of these conversations are resonating with you, you will be able to get it not only from an impact perspective, but also learn the wealth side of things. And we have some incredible moderators in the room right now who are financial experts and doctors in that arena. And so I just encourage you to stay tuned for the next few minutes as our segment is going to wrap up at six and we're going to have another incredible incredible moderator come on. Um, I am so excited. So you guys can DM. And me grow for that conference information and stay tuned for more information as that continues to grow uh, we are here talking about health and wealth and this conversation started with this understanding in this specific quote that balance is a lie I loved how dr. Justin said it that balance is a myth right and so this was the quote by Susan Sontang the truth is balance however the opposite of truth which is unbalance, may not be a lie And so it's an inquiry we're here to discuss. That's the most beautiful thing about this is there's different like hearted people with different thought patterns, but we all come together in one accord. And so I know that there are some moderators on stage, Stephanie and Cass, who have not gotten to share yet. And so I want to hear your perspective. Stephanie, the question on the table is this, what is the balance like in your life and how has it affected you in a negative way?
8: So thank you for um, having me here. Um, But balance was a thing that when I was younger, I thought I knew it, I had the idea. It was the idea that I had this beautiful house and a perfect marriage and great kids. And I was, everybody was happy. It was gonna be this perfect thought process. Um, And I thought I was like, yeah, this will be easy. And then like two toddlers, 19 months apart, I was like, I must be out my mind and i started to actually panic and my anxiety would get up and i would stop eating because i was so worried about the house isn't perfect and is my husband happy and are the kids happy and i literally tailspinned and went down the rabbit hole and it was dark um of worrying about what do they consider my balance to be because maybe my house isn't clean today and oh my gosh it needs to be cleaned and I would literally sit there, full-blown panic attacks, and, and all over the concept of, I was expecting balance to be something that somebody else was looking in at my house about. It wasn't truly how I was feeling. It wasn't where the balance in my own home was. It wasn't accepting that, you know what, today my kids need to go run and play. So get out. The chores can wait taking the minute to go on a date with my husband and focus my attention on him for an hour doesn't make me a bad mom. That makes me a great mom because he's first, like he he was the reason why these children are here. And so I had to shift my idea of balance or the myth of balance or that concept of understanding that, It wasn't, it's not possible to have all the plates spinning. Somebody said it last week. I think it was Marcus said something about the clowns in the circus and they've all got the plates spinning. I'm, I can't be the clown and actually keep all the plates spinning like some magical entertainment all the time. I have to put things down and go, okay, I need to focus here. And it's, it's the priority understanding that every day is going to look different. Every moment's going to look different. Our versions of balance and our business are different because you're at a different point than I might be. And so I had to drastically change my idea of balance. We're going to use the word balance um, to realize what made me happy and what put smiles on the faces of those that i love and adore the most because that's where balance is is if everybody can have smiles on their faces and we all know that we it's a true and genuine smile and we're really enjoying each other that's where we're at balance wise yes something else like chores can wait because sitting on the floor And running around and playing Uno with my kids is more important at that moment. That's what they need. And so I had to shift my balance because my mental health was nowhere near good at the time.
1: Yeah, Stephanie, that's so powerful. And it's so parallels to the story about Simone Biles, right? And knowing that she had to not just focus on herself in that moment, she had to focus on her team and all the other components of health. Um, I wanted to take note that John Eckhart, Apostle John Eckhart, excuse me, uh, is, in the, is in the house and I am talking all about health and wealth right now, John, and I'm super curious when we talk about alignment rather than balance and the knowing that alignment first must come through our identity and a vertical alignment of self before we serve from a horizontal perspective, what would you speak to that? Knowing that as missionary, as a, a kingdom leader, this you're serving all day long. So how do you stay aligned and how do you teach others to do the same?
2: Well, thank you so much for the invitation to come and be on the platform. I love the subjects of wealth and health And I want to add something I have been uh, sharing recently in some of my rooms. Uh, I just started a 30 days of joy and gladness. And I've been teaching on the importance of having joy and gladness and a merry heart. And I found a very interesting uh, verse of scripture in Proverbs 17 and 22. It says this, it says, being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. And so I equate. A part of being healthy is being cheerful or being joyful, and I, I've been sharing that you must, in life, make sure that you do not succumb to if you uh, sadness, depression, gloominess, grief. Uh, these things can really affect your health, and the importance of laughing, the importance of being joyful, the importance of being cheerful, the importance of being merry, the importance of having relationships with joyful people and happy people and merry people. The importance of sometimes just going out, eating and fellowshipping and enjoying yourself is an important part, I believe, of health. Another thing I've been sharing, excuse me, is Nehemiah 8 and 10, which says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I really do believe that joy and gladness actually strengthens your immune system and that depression and sadness and gloominess and grief uh, in mourning for long periods of time can actually affect your immune system. And even though all of us do go through times of grief and sadness, uh, you just cannot let it dominate your life. And so I believe that being cheerful keeps you healthy. And there's, there's so much that you can be uh, grief stricken about so much that you can be gloomy about, depressed about, discouraged about, but I believe that you must cultivate a, a lifestyle of being joyful of being glad, of, of laughing, of being married, because it does keep you healthy. And so that's just something practical, I believe, that we can do. Uh, we can really watch our emotions and really guard them, and really, I believe, make a choice that I am not going to be a person that is gloomy, sad, depressed. I am going to change um, as great as my ability to move into a lifestyle of joy, a lifestyle of happiness, a lifestyle of gladness, so that's what I've been focusing on when it comes to the uh, half of the equation, health. I believe that God does want us healthy, and I believe that we should be joyful and glad. We should enjoy life, have it more abundantly, because it does affect your health. So that's the, that's what I would like to add to this conversation. Um, it's just a small part that I've been studying. And again, I'm doing a 30 days of joy and gladness where I'm really focusing Uh, to the listeners on the importance of having joy and gladness in your life. It is not optional. You must have this. It is for your emotional health. It is for your mental health. It is for your physical health. And if you lack that, you need to cultivate it and do some things that do bring joy and gladness into your life. That's all I want to add. I'm finished speaking. Thank you
1: so amazing and what's so cool about this little meet cute that we're having right now and all of these people is joy is literally like my my blood right and people get near me i i'm going to exude joy i'm going to give joy i want to just extract it out of them and so i have what is called the joyful entrepreneur program intentional to just allow people in areas and sectors of life such as business where it can feel drab it can feel isolating it can feel hard no different than any other realm of life like you're mentioning and to know that joy precedes everything when we prioritize it and so So I love that you shared that of all things. I am totally going to um, enroll into that program to just get more wisdom from you. Thank you for sharing and thank you for being here. Um, Cassandra, I am so excited for you to share. We've been talking in the back channel throughout this entire conversation. The app has been glitchy, y'all. So if you're experiencing any sort of glitch, just get out, come back in, we'll be here for you. As I said, we're here for 15 hours every single day. It's amazing. So Cassandra, the question I wanna ask you specifically, it it, uh, correlates exactly to what um, Apostle was talking about, is this prioritization of the different areas of health. We know that health is not just about our body, it's not just a nutritional conversation. There's relational, there's financial, there's emotional, all the Above. and so I'm curious when you go to prioritize your day or your season what currently is the priority lineup for you in your life hello uh,
9: so happy to be here and so honored to be on stage and again Tamara thank you for providing the space for us this is such a wonderful wonderful topic and conversation and yeah so I mean, I feel like Apostle answered that answered that question led right up into that question. But for me, I am a firm believer that health truly, you know, is our mental health, our physical health, and our spiritual health. Um, so I think, I think in order to live a whole healthy life that we have to have focus on all three of those pillars. Um, And that, you know, a healthy, you can't have a a healthy body without a healthy mind sort of deal. Am I breaking up? Can you all hear me?
1: You are, you're breaking up. I was just gonna ask if that was happening for anyone else. You're like echoey and breaking up. Are you in a bathroom? Is this any better? Not quite. Oh my God! Okay, just—it's okay. Move, move, and we'll we'll come right back to you. I know that there's lots of people in the room that want to share, and I want you to be able to deposit more for us. Um, let's see, Doctor Sean, I see you flashing your mic, and Christy, I also want you to be able to share. So, Doctor Sean, we can go to you next if you're interested.
10: Um, why don't we go to Christy first? I'd be happy to hear what she had to say. I'm going to be talking about all this stuff.
1: Yes, at eight o'clock, you guys got it or eight o'clock or seven o'clock, Dr. Sean, seven to eight,
10: seven
1: o'clock. Okay. You guys got to stay tuned. It's going to be amazing. Christy, are you in the house? girlfriend?
11: Yes, ma'am. I am. love this discussion, Tamara. Thank you so much for having me. You know, just here quickly, I, I'm standing out. So somebody may have already said this, but it, with respect to Balance and what is it, and the perspective on it all. I I'd like you. I uh, I was looking for this mythical creature of balance, and you know, I um. Oftentimes, people make things look a little bit differently than they than what they are, and I believe I transitioned from corporate America into being an entrepreneur, and. Regardless of what it is that you're doing, if you're focused on having something that is very significant, it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of effort. And so, one of the first things that I always ask myself is, is this is this something that I want to take on during this season of my life? Because again, there's only so many things that you can you can have and you can focus on, and uh, and sometimes you get out of balance, and that that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's important just to realize that it's a season that you're working on something so significant that you need to spend more time on it, which means things are gonna shift and get out of balance. And that's your choice if you want to make that decision and focus on that, knowing that it's a season and then you can always bounce back into into a different type of balance for the next season.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that was what we were talking about before and understanding that this concept of balance is a myth. um, And that if we try to say in that we're then in the pursuit of a success driven or a perfectionist life and that is draining and so it parallels so much with this idea of alignment and the next word that I want to bring to your attention is attunement right we know a tune to tune something when it comes to a musical instrument every time you pick it up guess what you have to do you got to make sure that the chords sound right you have to tune it to the right expression of sound so that it sounds beautiful when it comes out and so there's no shame in our game to have to go through a process of tuning the actual definition of tune. Is a kinet- kinetic, I'm sorry, a kinesthetic, love that word, an emotional sensing of others, knowing their rhythm, effect, and experience by metaphorically being in their skin, right? So, being in their skin, this is the knowing that you are attuning yourself based on empathy to create an experience that is unbroken and corrected. And so I love that there is a reciprocal experience when it comes to attuning yourself with another being. And I obviously want to attune myself to my father as often as possible, my heavenly father, specifically for those of you who are listening, who believe in God and understand that the kingdom is here on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's necessary for us to be able to operate in one accord, to be attuned, to sound beautiful, like we're intended to do, to be able to find this attunement with our counterparts. Whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, whether it's your family, whether it's your partner, whether it's your community, whether it's your business, right? And so I want to ask the question, we have a couple minutes left, for the people who are on stage as moderators, how have you attuned your life or partnership in order to be a better expression of self? Big question, not on the docket before you came into the room, so who wants to answer? How have you attuned yourself? Go ahead, Cassandra, I think you're back in a place you can talk. Yes, I am back. Is this better? Yes.
9: Okay. Hello. So sorry about that. But, oh, my gosh, that's such a beautiful question, Tamara. And I would have to say uh, my number one thing is gratitude. Staying in that place of gratitude, making that gratitude a daily practice has really helped me create that alignment and being attuned with all, you know, all that is going on in my life and, you know, being able to keep that, like we were saying um, earlier, how um, the balance, how it it's a myth, you know, but to have that solid um, gratitude practice in place has been uh, one thing that I, you know, I make it part of my, it's my non-negotiables in the morning, you know, that along with my my prayer and my devotion. And, you know, that is really what has helped me stay um, whole and healthy and keeping my mind right and getting that perspective. And just especially with everything going on in the world right now, you know, um, being able to keep that perspective and really focus on the, All the beautiful, amazing blessings I have in my life and the, you know, all of the beautiful things that are actually occurring in the world despite what we may see or hear. So this is Cassandra and I'm done speaking.
1: Thanks, Cassandra. That was beautiful. And I think the gratitude practice will speak to the love language of Glenn as it is a part of the morning five. And so, if we can all get to that place on a consistent basis and actually vocalize it, I think that's a part that we miss a lot in the alignment practice is we're trying to get everything aligned for self and we forget to talk about it with the people who are around us, especially if you're feeling off kilter in one realm or another. My husband definitely knows when I'm getting into that hangry realm, right? And he's like, you're hungry. We need to eat, right? Or you need to go for a run. You need to exit the building and the children and everything that's going on and just go find time to self-reflect, but then come back into the atmosphere of whatever the situation is, no matter if it's in your business, a problem that you're experiencing, um, something controversial that's taking place. We talked about a lot of this this morning and this concept of reprogramming is something that we literally started at 5 a.m. So it's really awesome. It's 5.55. I'm still talking about the same time topic of conversation, but it just goes to show you how much alignment is in this room and in this experience together with Breakfast with Champions is that God like plans these messages for people. And so if you're really listening and you're not here at 5 a.m., you're going to get it at 5 p.m. And if you're not here at 5 p.m., you're going to get it at 5 a.m. But this idea of reprogramming, right? I talked about visualization at the beginning of the hour and how I used to visualize my gymnastics routine, my beam routine, the perfectionism that was going to take place. And it was that memory foam experience that when I would get onto beam, it was my best event. It was where I got the most gold. It worked every single time. Yes, did I fall? And yes, did I get sad about it? Absolutely. Uh, I hear a hot mic on stage. If somebody would grab that, that'd be amazing. But the next part was the reprogramming after I realized that the fall was the place that I needed to get most comfortable. The fall is the place that we need to know is not a failure, but an actual opportunity. And reprogramming of my mind when it came to that was actually a practice, a practice of gratitude. Why am I thankful for this situation? Why am I okay with being face down on the mat? And I'm saying this metaphorically, right? Why am I okay to step out of this experience? It's so important for us to have those moments of gratitude, but based in a moment of reflection. And then from the reprogram becomes the activation of it, right? Because you've taken notes, because you've actually data dumped, because you've had conversations with loved ones who are now going to keep you accountable in the area that you need reprogramming in. And I have to my hand to this all the time maybe since we're talking about wealth and health it's something from a nutritional value and you can practice landscape design in your home meaning rid yourself of the things that are always in your face and always calling you right you don't need the bag of doritos you don't need the fruit loops glenn lundy and then also the understanding that you i love can my then- fruit loops <laughs> i know you do i know you do i sent him a fruit loop candle, by the way, so that he couldn't eat them, but he could smell them, um, which probably wasn't the best non-enticing <laughs> gift to give. I look
10: at it every day. I love it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but it's it's this knowing that reprogramming actually will get you out of this pursuit of perfectionism and wealth and health can be those things. And so we don't want you being in a place of greed. We don't want you being in a place of body image issues, good or bad. We want you to be in this alignment zone. So we've got three minutes left. There's some incredible people in the room. Is anybody feeling really drawn to share before we pass this to the beautiful Renee?
10: Now, one thing I wanted to share, camera. Like we say that this idea of balance is a myth, and I just wanna challenge that just a little bit. I think that the myth is that balance has anything to do with time. That's where I think the real myth is. So to me, balance can be achieved as long as the investment is equal. And different humans in different spaces in our life and different seasons require different investments so I have eight children some of my children in order to feel seen heard and significant require a more uh, <laughs> time-consuming investment let's just say that but like Willow she just needs 15 seconds she needs to know that you see her that you hear her, that you're invested in her that you love her that she's significant you give her that investment and she's good right and so i think that our health our mind our body and spirit they all need different um, investment levels to stay attuned to what's going on in, in our lives but i do think that it's achievable if you look at it as an investment not a time block not a not a certain amount of time consuming but everything's an investment i invest time in my wife i or i invest in my wife i invest in my children i invest in my business i invest in breakfast with champions it's all an investment and i'm able to do all of those things as long as the person on the receiving end or the business on the receiving end or whatever that thing is on the receiving end is thriving and feels seen heard and significant then it can be achieved does that make sense
1: it does and i think that there's a lot of truth to the knowing that balance in without time right or with time being the the side note um it really does create an expression of freedom in that. I think the difference is when I'm looking at it and the way the conversation started was being on a balanced beam, right? I had to be okay with also getting off, no different than you being quote unquote off with your family last week on vacation. Um, There was this, you can't be on your tippy toes in the 10.0 position all the time speaking to time. And so I love that. The, the Proverbs that I really lean on when it comes to this idea of balance, and I'll close the, the, the time off on this, is Proverbs 11.1. 1. And it's, it's not that balance is a myth or that balance is a lie, but it says a false balance. And this is where I struggled for 30 years. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. And so be okay with your alignment zone being in prioritization to what's important in that specific season, for that specific child, for that specific goal, for that specific destination, whatever it is, vertical alignment first before horizontal service, you'll win every time. I'm so grateful for this time. I love all the people that are in the room. Thank you all so much for joining me.